And all the saints said, Amen. Amen. I want to uh, thank Karen ahead of time about the whole idea of uh, singing the song, I Need You. You need me, right? To survive. To survive. Um, matter of fact, the word that we're using um, this morning requires that we keep this in mind. And that is the whole idea of um, making sure that everything we do, think, and say flows with the will of God. Get my point out here. Let's bow in prayer. Father God, as we come this morning, thank you for our time together. Thank you how you have let this word just really linger in my thoughts. We have words that we use and sometimes we really, we just use it so flippantly. And we act accordingly. So in these moments together, I just pray, Lord, that you will just lead and guide us and help me to, help me to share what you laid on my heart concerning this passage of scripture in this time. And Lord, I trust you to do your work, your way, in Jesus' name. And all the saints said, amen, amen. Um, so we want to uh, look at this whole idea of uh, choice. What's the word? Choices. Huh? Joshua 24, 1 through 18. That's a lot of verses per se, but... Don't worry, we'll get through them, and we've just kind of broken it into some cubes that we can kind of put it together. So as we look at this whole idea of Joshua, we'll take a little snippet out of it right now, and it reads as follows. And if it's evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your fathers served in the region beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites whose land you dwell. But, that conjunction with the function, but as for me and my house, what does it say? We will serve the Lord. We what? One more time. He didn't say we might serve the Lord. We'll try to serve the Lord. He says we will serve the Lord. And I think that's so important. I think that's so key into what I need to say to, to you this morning, the whole I, idea of choices. We are totally in control of our choices, but totally helpless in controlling the inevitable outcome. You can choose whatever you want. You can stand up on a building, you can decide, I want to jump up. Well, go ahead and jump. Understand now, on your way down, if you change your mind, it's too late. You're caught in the gravity and that gravity will pull you down. For what goes up, what? That's the type of world we live in. So then when you start making choices, and maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, you have made choice, you make choices every day. You're choosing whether you listen to me or not. But understand, every choice that you make, you already have a built-in repercussion to that. Every choice. There's some things that I was doing uh, during the course of the week, and, um, 
And the choice said, well, I can do it now or I can do it later. But if I do it now, that'll take about a half an hour. But I, I don't know what later is going to be like. So why I have a half an hour now? I better use my half an hour right now to check this thing out. It, choices. Choices. Okay? God is not going to keep you from making choices. Our choices affect our spiritual and physical world. Being skilled in making decisions is not an option to consider, but a pattern to embrace. Question. Is it possible to make good decisions all the time? Is it possible to make good decisions all the time? Are we required to make good decisions all the time? One, is it possible to make good decisions all the time? I know that a lot of times we made bad decisions and that woulda, shoulda, coulda, oh man, I shoulda done this, I could have done that. that that's when we, the Lord says, wait a minute now, is it possible to make good decisions all the time? And God is saying, yes. I don't care where it is, I don't care what it is, God says, you can make a good decision all the time. Remember, how do you measure good? God is good. So then when you line yourself up with God, whatever decision you make going to come out in a way that will be honoring to God and the best for you. So every decision that you make, understand there are repercussions. Here are the dynamics of making decisions. One, it is a revealer of the level of our spiritual maturity, understanding, and purpose. Two, for closure, it requires a response. It is required of us to make choices that will affect our function and fellowship with God. It is a regulator that is a part of uh, a part of our thought process, uh, probably of our thought process, keeping us from being double-minded, indecisive. Remember what James says? A double-minded man is what? In all his ways. Make up your mind. You're going to stay, you're going to leave. Make up your mind. Um, throughout scriptures, thousands of choices were made that had uh, embedded in them inevitable results. Eve chose to bite of the fruit. Adam chose to bite of the fruit. Inevitable results, we, now the whole world is plunged to sin. Every choice we make, every choice we make has a repercussion to it. You don't want to listen? That's okay. Understand, not listening, you have to pay for it. Now you have to pay for it. Whenever you decide not to listen, the Lord says, okay, then you have to pay for it. And that's why with our children, as we were training them, we're supposed to train them to make choices and to make good choices that are God-honoring. So that's so important uh, in this area. Then <clears throat> defining the term, a decision that has been made based on the results of knowing, understanding, and then applying a course of action to a specific situation. I, I, I looked at all the different dictionaries, and they were talking in circles. I said, wait a minute. Um, then at least I can make up one that will uh, go comparable to that. 
So I'm just simply saying this, that when you make a decision that has been made based on the results of knowing, understanding, and applying a course of action to a specific situation, every time you're going to do just that. If, if, you, um, if you, you're feeling dizzy, all of a sudden you say, I'm going to sit down. But if you're trying to show yourself to be strong, you're going to fall down. Now they had to come and get you. Somebody had to fan you and all these other You should have followed the first voice, sit down. Okay? That was your choice. Everything we do is a, is a choice. Clarifying our thoughts for this morning. Since creation, deception has been one of the fiery dots of Satan. He cannot make us choose, but he is skilled in influencing with lies our choices. You see, a lot of times folks say that I have been deceived. Well, the reason you were deceived because you chose to listen. Nobody can deceive you if you have not been chosen. I listen to folks saying, I lost a lot of money. I lost over $1,000. I lost, one person said $50,000. Well, now, how did you lose $50,000? Well, this guy promised, see, they listened, didn't do their homework, but they wanted $50,000 easy money. And now they lost a savings of $50,000. But it was their choice of not doing due diligence. Thinking it through. There are three snapshots we need to consider this morning. Number one, here's the outline. Remembering your past. Number two, recognizing your position. Number three, reaffirming your purpose. What is now? Remembering your past, recognizing your position, and reaffirming your purpose. That's what Joshua is saying right here. Joshua is saying, if you do this, then you'll find yourself always making good decisions. And so Joshua has the close to two million Jews, and with these two million Jews, um, he had to get these folks to start Quit being wishy-washy and just walk with the Lord. So let's get started. Remembering our past. And this, of course, uh, and as we talk about remembering your, remembering your past, verses 1 through 14, that's the bulk of it. There's a lot to say, so I'm going to walk you through it. Because, and what I want you to do as I walk through it, I want you to check out the verbs. I'll bring them up earlier. Uh, later, but look out, look at what the verbs are, and look at some of the things that, that is repetitive in the verse as we go through it. And here's what it says. Now, remembering your past, Joshua gathered the, the tribes of Israel to Shechem and summoned the elders, the heads, the judges, and the officers of Israel, and he presented themsel themselves, they presented themselves before the Lord. And Joshua said to all the people, Thus said the Lord, the God of Israel. In other words, you better listen up. Long ago, your father lived beyond the Euphrates, Terah, the father of Abraham and Nahor, and they served other gods. Then I took your father Abraham from beyond the river and led him through all the land of Canaan and made his offspring many. I gave him Isaac. And to Isaac I gave Jacob and, and, uh, and Esau, and I gave Esau the hill country of Seir, Seir to possess it. Jacob and his children went down to Egypt. And I sent Moses and Aaron and I, I 
plagued Egypt with, with what I did in the midst of, its, of it, and afterwards I brought you out. Then I brought your fathers out of Egypt, and you came to the sea, and the Egyptians pursued your fathers with chariots and the horsemen to the Red Sea. And when they cried to the Lord, to, to the Lord. He put darkness between you and the Egyptians and made the sea come upon them and cover them. And your eyes saw what I did in Egypt. And you lived in the wilderness a long time. Then I brought you to the land. The Lord's pretty active here, isn't he? Then I brought you to the land of the Amorites who lived on the other side of the Jordan. They fought with you and I gave them in your hand. And you took possession of their land, and I destroyed them before you. Goes on. Then Balak, the son of Zephor, king of Moab, arose and, and fought against Israel. And he sent an invite to Balaam, the son of Beor, to curse you. But I would not listen to Balaam. Indeed, I blessed you, so I delivered you out of his hand. And you went over to Jordan and came to Jericho, and the leaders of Jericho fought against you, and also the Amorites, and the Perizzites, and the Canaanites, and the Hittites, and the Jagazzites, and the Hivites, and the Jubasites, and all these sites going on. And I gave them into your hand. And I sent hornets, the hornet, before you, which drove them out before you. To two kings of Amorites. It was not by your sword or by your bow. Wasn't God doing all the fighting? Now watch this. I gave a land of which you had not labored and cities that you had not built. And you dwell in them and you eat the fruit of the vineyards and all uh, orchards that you did not plant. So I, I give it all to you, right? It's all about what? It's all about God. What is it? It's one more time. It's what? In your life, let me tell you something. Everything that's going on is not about you may think it's you. It's all about God. Now, in order for this to, to bring this out, to, I'm going to go over these 14 verses with this time very quickly with just a few words. Now, notice, I took, verse 24, 38. I led, I gave, I sent, I plagued, I made, I, uh, he put, I brought, I delivered, I destroyed. And I give you these verses because all through these verses, this is what the Lord was saying. I did it, I did it. I did it. I sent hornets to run some of them out. I let you beat up all of these folks. God says, and you didn't use a sword or anything else. Says, I did it. I did it. I did it. And that settled it. That's your history. You know, there's a song that says, just think of the goodness of the Lord. Just think of what he has done for you in the past. Think of how he has delivered you out of so many. God says, I did it. When you deserve something, God says, I did it. Don't you ever forget your history or you'll be prone to go back through this time without God's help. So that's why I, I kind of listened to it. I said, man, I kept seeing these birds pop up. I said, wow. 
and, all, and I said, I need to let you know, it's not just a bunch of verses we were reading. And that's why it's the bulk of what I was saying as far as verses are concerned. But understand what it's saying. God is saying, through all of this, you have Jehovah Shammah. That means God is there. God is right there. Jehovah Shammah. El Shaddai. The breasted one, the strong and breasted one. God says, I'm with you. As long as you're with me, I'm with you. As long as you walk with me, I'll be with you. The problems in the homes, the problems in our nations is that we have chosen not to obey God. Our country as you see it now, we've never had this many uh, tornadoes and and rain, and I mean, at one point it was fires, and, and folks are saying, we have never, some folks said, we have never seen this in a hundred years. Some says, we have never seen this type of devastation. And God is saying, I am the one that keeps it all together. The first thing I need to do is remember my history. And I, down the racket, I need to look back out of all these years and how God has taken care of me. All that he has taken me out of. I need, I need, see, in order to choose, I need to have knowledge of what, who God is, what he's doing, and understanding something. He never changes. And he has a plan for each one of our lives. It's just that we come up with our agenda and expect God to bless it. Observation. As we go through this day, there is a great need for us to choose to stop and remember that it is God, our Father, who is in control of our life. I think that's, uh, that's very key. We have an obligation to choose to remember, reflect, and rejoice that we have a loving Father who neither sleeps nor slumbers. When you fall asleep, God is still there. When you wake up, God is still there. There's not a time that you're walking through life that God is not there. Hanging around with the wrong folks, God is there. Now you see the next name of God, El Roy. God sees everything that goes on. And he first want to see, are you going according to my will? So when we talk about watch your words, we choose our words because there's a mighty God that we serve. Second, recognizing your responsibility. The next thing we look at then is, now therefore, in lieu of what I said, I just gave you a history lesson real quick. Now in lieu of what I just said, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in faithfulness. Put away the gods that your fathers served beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. Observation. Where there is a choice to remember, there is also the responsibility to act according to the will of God. There was a three-point obligation that was laid out before the children of Israel. It's right there in the verse. Let me bring it out for you. First one, what did it say? Fear the Lord. It didn't say, be scared of the Lord. See? It says, listen, 
when we say be, fear the Lord, to have a high reverence for the Lord so that whatever I do, I know that if God showed up, I would not be ashamed. Fear the Lord. If that's not in your vocabulary, make a choice to do it today. Lord, from this point on, I'm going to live as if you're going to show up. He's already here, but visibly show up. And he'll find what I'm saying and what I'm doing is pleasing and honoring in his sight. Here's the next one. What is it? Serve. Serve the Lord. It is he that made us, not we ourselves. So don't come giving God an agenda and we haven't done what he told us to do. Here's another one. What is it? Put away. Clean your act up. That's what he's saying. Clean it up. Put away the gods that your father served beyond the rivers of, uh, and in Egypt and serve the Lord. Put away. Fear, serve, put away. It says, in lieu of what the Lord is saying here, here are my choices. I can choose not to do it, but if I am going to do it, there's three things I need to do. I need to have a high reverence for, for God. I need to clean up anything that keeps me from being effective. See, I need to uh, serve him, brother, and then put away everything, everything that's uh, not honoring to him. Concerning God and our circumstances, there's a corresponding cor uh, response to every choice we make. Choose well. If you choose to walk out that door, that door have a tendency to lock, lock by, behind itself, that outer door. And if you don't have a key... Now remember, the reason you're locked outside is because you chose to go outside. But you know you're not supposed to be going outside that door. Why are you locked outside that door? It didn't snatch you through the door. You chose it. I told you before, forgive, forgive me for being uh, repetitious here. Um, there was a young man who, we were at board meeting not our board meeting, it was another board meeting. Um, and, <clears throat> and at this board meeting, he was saying that he was beaten up. And the brothers would say, wow, man. Say, they, they beat you up? Yeah, man, they beat me up and they took my money. He said, oh, man, they did me in. And uh, I said, well, where was this? And he said, well, it was late at night. It was about 12 o'clock. Well, what are you doing out on the street 12 o'clock? Well, I decided to go get some barbecue. <laughs> All right, let me get this straight. You chose to go out at 12 o'clock at night to get some barbecue. And they chose, probably saw you pull out your money. Now, had you chose not to go, you wouldn't have that swollen eye and everything else. Now, that's my thing. I didn't tell them that. I'm just, I'm just simply saying this. The choices we make, the words we use, our attitude, it's like a boomerang. You throw it out, it's coming right back at you. If it's honoring God, it'll bless you. If it's out of your, you're doing your own thing, it'll smack you down. And God has said, be not deceived. God is not marked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. God said, I'm not going to give you anything that you will not sow. Choices. Choices. And he says to the Israelites, choose you this day. See? And then he said, now therefore, fear the Lord, serve him. 
Put it away. Then we come up to what he says, the third one. Reaffirming your purpose, 15 through 18. So then, when you do this, if it's evil in your, your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom, God, whom you will serve. Whether the gods of your fathers served in the region beyond the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Why? I have too rich a history to ignore it. Two, I understand what it takes to be where I'm at. Three, I'm making the decision right now to choose. And it won't be based on what, it won't be based on the crowd. It may not be politically correct, but I'm choosing today to serve the Lord. And to see the thing that's, that's beginning to become missing in America is the heads of households saying, we will serve the Lord. And when you look at um, uh, Mark, I think it is uh, 3.25, it talks about the strong man. It says, and no man can enter the strong man's house, see, unless there has to be a reason for the strong man doing this. When the strong man comes in, he comes, uh, the person who comes, he says, can't get into his house, why? The strong man, but the first thing you do is bind the strong man. Make him, in, it's impossible for him to function. And here's what's happening in the homes. When it comes down to the men, you find that Satan is taking out the men, making them do their own thing, not trusting God, not knowing that they are affecting generations. Generations. So don't blame Adam if you're not walking with the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Choose this day whom you will serve. Make the choice. The option was for the purpose of affirming and establishing a decision. You choose. You choose. God's not going to make that choice for you. That's your responsibility. We are not robots. I don't know what if you've gone on, on the internet, whatever the case may be, and you're trying to get into something that says, I am not a robot. Then they give you all these, let's say, well, pick out three bridges then, you know. So you pick out the three bridges and then they let you go on. Okay. And the Lord is saying, you are not a robot. Wherever you are, you have made some choices. And you think you run to the end of it? You have not come before me yet. Choose this day, this day, whom you're going to serve. Quit fooling around and make sure that what God is saying, you align yourself up with it. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. The obligation was establishing a commitment. Here's my commitment. Here's what I'm saying with my mouth. Here's what I'm saying with my words. If all of you folks, close to two million folks, you don't want to serve the Lord, you make up your mind. But for me and my house, I'm going to make a stand here, and here's where I stand. I trust that you have made that decision. Coming to church won't do it. That's an outward activity. God wants an inward activity. And that's an inward decision that you make to walk before the Lord. 
And so then the people answered, far be it from us that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. Now that's just in Joshua. No, they messed up big time. For it is the Lord our God who brought us and our fathers up from the land of Egypt out of the house of slavery and who did those great signs in our sight and preserved us in all the way that we went and among all the peoples throughout whom we passed. And the Lord drove out before us all the peoples, the Amorites, who lived in the land. Therefore, we also will serve the Lord, for he is our what? You have to understand some things about the Israelites. When the Israelites were leaving Egypt, let's wrap things up here. As they, they were leaving Egypt, what happened was this. God says, now you go to each one of these individuals and get jewels and whatever. And so they got, got the gold and jewels and everything else. You know why they got the gold and jewels? The Bible always explains why. But I'll just give you a very quick course. The reason they got all the gold and jewels and, and, and everything else is because as this massive army was going past various nations and they wanted to buy, buy food, they would use the jewels and golds and what have you to buy the food. So the Lord was giving them money, traveling. In other words, the Lord was giving them traveling money, right? Then all of a sudden, he gets them to the mountain. And there at the mountain, Moses go up. And while he's up, these folks take God's money and say, we need a God uh, to go before us. Moses taking too long. They took God's money, melted it down, and made gods that they bowed down to. Moses came down. Moses was angry. And Moses said, these gods that you are serving, I tell you what you do. You take all that little gold and stuff and melt it. Then after you melt it, here's what I want you to do. I want you to throw it into this river, and then I want you to drink it. Rough, huh? It's, it's all scripture. God says, this is the fact. It's all scripture. And these folks, Joshua, is trying to talk to the Israelites, but God told Abraham they are hard-headed people. Which means what? God knew before he saved you, he knew it would be hard-headed. So he's not waiting for you to get to throw your hard head in this down. He's made, waiting for you to make a choice. And so, we'll say one last thing as we wrap things up. We've been given the freedom of choice along with the inevitable outcome of our decisions. If we will choose to follow the Lord's plan for our life, it will enable us to be right all the time with a favorable outcome. Let me say it again. It will enable us to be right what? All the time with what? A favorable outcome. Because every choice that you make is not only for today. It affects generations. And it also goes into the spiritual realm. Every choice we make, choose well.
If you choose, man, I don't want to, I, I heard enough, I'm done, I'm done with this. Don't worry, there will, I don't think there will be any lightning striking you down or anything. Don't worry about that, right? Now. I don't think so, but hey, it's your choice. But remember, when, you, when the repercussions of your choice comes along, think back when you chose, you see? Thank you, Lord, for your word. And knowing that I can make the right choices all the time that will make you look good and my circumstances will work out. It does not mean everything's going to work out. In other words, everybody's not going to be patting you on the back. Some missionaries chose to go to various places and they died. But in their death, hundreds have been saved. Hundreds. And so as I close this morning, how have you been choosing this week? <laughs> Remember your history. Then the next thing you do, you fear the Lord. You put away. You serve him and you put away. And then you make that commitment as for me and my house, starting today. Not we might, we may, maybe, we could. No, through all those words, we what? Will, very emphatic, we will serve the Lord. That's why I don't argue with my, my children. That's why I don't argue with uh, other individuals. It's fruitless. I can't make them choose, you see. I can give them the facts, but they had to choose. I can pray for them in making the choices. Advise them before they make it. But choose well. No thing that's going to break my heart. There's some of you right now on the sound of my voice. Heard everything I've said. And not tomorrow. Not 15 minutes from now. You're going to be making choices. That would affect you. And it will affect you for the rest of your life. So as we close in prayer. The first choice always throughout. Is the fact that if you have not chosen Jesus Christ as your personal savior. Then you have made an eternal choice. That is irreversible. God has said I sent my son. He died for you, took your sins, and you said no. You stepped over the cross to do your own thing and then expect me to have mercy? That was your choice. I gave you a choice at Calvary to wash your sins away. And if you choose not to, then don't say that I'm a bad God, an unmerciful God, an unloving God. My love was at Calvary. When I forgave you, I absorbed all of the faults. That's the first choice. By saying, Lord Jesus, I choose today to believe that you died for my sins. And you died for my sins because I'm a sinner. And, um, and you rose again, letting me know that it was paid for. You took it on. And I ask that you come into my life. You may, may not hear the angels singing, but... I, I can just about hear it in my sanctified imagination. Good choice. Good choice.
Some say, well, I wish you'd hurry up so I can get out of here. Bad choice. Bad choice. <laughs> then there are those of you believers, maybe you've been doing some things that you know were not honoring to God. You can choose today to turn it around. If you're that person, I don't need to know the details. Just make the choice. It could be financially, it could be a number of things. If you'll stand, I would like to pray for you. If you're that person, but Lord, I've, I've been making, I made a choice this week, bad choice. I've been making choices that have not been pleasing to you. I choose today. I choose. Good choice. That aligns you with the Lord. Good choice. You know, at the thing we were snapping our fingers, huh? you know, good choice. Let me pray for you. Father God. Thank you for those who chose to listen. Now they need to make another step. Make a decision to do the things that's pleasing and honoring to you. That all our ways to acknowledge you, and you will, not could, could, or should, you will direct our path. Again, Lord, I pray for everyone that's here. May we walk away from here. You have exactly who you want here this morning. May we walk away from here choosing well. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said.